This programme was first broadcast on Canterbury's community access radio station Plains FM 96.9 and was made with the assistance of New Zealand On Air. Welcome to Foundations, a weekly programme brought to you by the Reformed Church of Christchurch. Hello, I'm Esther Smith. Can you remember times when your parents disciplined you when you were young? Maybe if you have children now, you discipline them. Why are people disciplined? The answer is surely for their own good. The Bible outlines methods of discipline for the Christian church, and here's Hendrick to tell us more about the importance of church discipline. What comes to your mind when you hear the word discipline? Now, I'm not talking so much about being a disciplined person in the sense of being diligent and doing what you have to do, but rather disciplined in the sense of being corrected when you've done something wrong, maybe being punished. What sort of feelings does the word discipline raise in your minds? Probably not pleasant ones. I would imagine that most people have a rather negative reaction to that particular word. Maybe you remember being punished as a child and you didn't like it. Oh, sometimes... When we think about other people being punished, it's not so bad. Well, he or she finally got what they deserved. But when it comes to ourselves, no doubt we can come up with all sorts of excuses as to why we didn't deserve to be punished. In any event, it can safely be said that the idea of discipline is not something that brings up warm and pleasant thoughts in the minds of most people. You know, though, in the church, discipline sometimes has to take place. Sometimes the leaders in a church have to say to members who've done something wrong, sorry, but you aren't going to be able to enjoy all the privileges of membership. You can't eat the Lord's Supper with us. If they still won't acknowledge that what they've done is wrong, they may have to be told, sorry, but you can no longer be a member of this church. This is not something that's pleasant to think about. And it's certainly not pleasant to do. In fact, lots of churches would prefer simply to avoid disciplining people altogether. It's too hard. The thing is too, many church people think that it's unloving for the church to discipline members. They think it just drives people away from the church. Who wants to be part of a bossy church where they tell you what to do? And yet, it has to be said that church discipline is important. Crucial, in fact. So so crucial that where there is no church discipline whatsoever, then you would really have to question whether, in fact, you have a true church there. Why? Well, for one thing, the Bible itself tells us that there will be times when the church must practice discipline. The Apostle Paul writes in the Bible, in 1 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 13, Expel the wicked man from among you. And Jesus himself says in Matthew 18, 
regarding those who are confronted and still refuse to acknowledge that they've done something wrong, treat him as you would a pagan. In other words, as someone outside the church. So, discipline in the church is supposed to happen. When? Well, in a general sense, church discipline should always be taking place. The thing is, everyone in the church needs to be disciplined. We who are members of the church all need to support one another and instruct one another. And yes, even at times, admonish one another in love. Mind you, some people don't like to be admonished. They think that what they do and what they believe is nobody else's business. However, this is not a Christian attitude. Believers are not individual islands separate from one another. As we read in the Bible, in Galatians chapter 6 verse 1 and 2, Brothers, if someone is caught in a sin, you who are spiritual should restore him gently. Carry each other's burdens, and in this way you will fulfill the law of Christ. Members of the church show love for one another when they watch over one another and help one another deal with the sin that affects us all. Mind you, it is very possible that this watching over one another can be done in a distorted and unloving way. Some people think it's their mission in life to make everyone else painfully aware of where they are falling short. Such people are more willing to see sin in others than in themselves. They are very confrontational, in the name of love, of course. But so often, that sort of watching over others is not based on love, but on pride and envy. The Bible also says, Do not judge, or you too will be judged. We certainly have to be careful to see sin in our own hearts when we are dealing with sin in others. Alright then, discipline should always be taking place in the church as members support one another in their mutual fight against sin. Unfortunately, this is not always sufficient. There will be times when leaders in the church have to take more drastic action sometimes even to the point of removing a person from the church. That sort of discipline is often referred to as excommunication. But when should excommunication take place? Well, let's see. You probably have to do something really bad to get kicked out of the church, right? Maybe kill someone? Or how about running away with someone else's spouse? Well, actually, this misses the point. For one thing, it's not about kicking people out. For another thing, it's not so much about what you do that causes you ultimately to be removed from church. Rather, it's how you respond to what you have done. You see, no one in church is perfect. We're all sinners. But the question is, are we sorry for our sins? Do we demonstrate repentance? As a church member, you get put under discipline when you won't listen to the admonitions of the church. In other words, if you stubbornly refuse to recognize your sin and repent, that's when church discipline takes place. Mind you, this is not to say that we can go and commit all the terrible sins we want, as long as we say we're sorry. 
go on, go out all week and get drunk and fool around as long as you feel sorry for it on Sunday. No, it doesn't work that way. A truly repentant heart will demonstrate itself in a changed life. The Christian won't be perfect, but he will seriously struggle against sin. And he'll do what he can to do better. When the believer shows that sort of repentance, then discipline is no longer necessary. You know, you might think that because of things you've done, no church will have you as a member. But if you have repented, if you believe in Jesus Christ, if you want to stop doing what you've done, then your sins are forgiven. No matter how great your sins were, they are forgiven and you too can belong to a church. Thanks be to God that this can happen and we can go forward as new people. You're listening to Foundations on Plains FM 96.9. Today you've heard Hendrik Barker reading edited material written by Reverend Jim Klasner. Next week we'll be continuing with the topic of church discipline, looking at how the church should exercise discipline. We hope you'll join us Sunday at 10am or our programs are rebroadcast on Sunday night at 10.30. Until then, goodbye from the Foundations team. You can contact the Foundations team by sending an email to foundationsonplanes at gmail.com. Join us for worship on Sunday at the Reformed Church of Christchurch. Our services are at 10.30am and 5pm at 63 Cornwall Street. Mm-hmm.